Hello, welcome to Basic Snitches. I'm Adam. I'm Tara. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Peggy. And, and Peggy. And this is Basic Snitches. Stephanie Hello. and Peggy have been here all along. So we let them <laughs> speak. For years and years. <laughs> Stephanie and Peggy are actually our sleep paralysis demons. <laughs> Peggy is mine, Stephanie is Tara's. Mm -hmm. And we figured we would invite them to join us on this episode of Basic Snitches. Not wrong. <laughs> Everything yeah. makes sense. It's fine. it's fine. All those times when I wake up in the middle of the night and you're standing at the edge of my bed with glowing eyes. I... <laughs> well, she's mine, not yours. Oh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> Although I did send her to harass you a couple of times, so that makes sense. That's, that's true. I need to send Peggy your way at some point. That sounds like fun. Sometimes she'll lay on top of you and it's really good. I'm like one of those comfort blankets. Oh, yeah, I know, for real. Only evil. Yeah. Comfort She's the comfort blanket that doesn't take away your anxiety. She just piles it on. Yes. Welcome to our first special episode. As you can tell, it. it's already pretty special. Today we are not reading anything. Right, because we forgot how to read. Actually, we never read anything on this podcast. We just discuss the chapter that but we But we always read. talk about how we're reading things. Yeah, we didn't it's read shit. Humble. We're drinking mm -hmm. margarita wine, and we brought these two hoes on to talk about the first four movies. Editing Adam here. We, in fact, did not discuss the first four movies. We discussed the first two because we talk a lot, and we were like, ooh, bitch, we have been recording for a long time, and we aren't even to Prisoner of Azkaban yet. So that just means you guys get an extra special episode this season sometime when we talk about the third and fourth movies. So look forward to that. Bye. Before we, like, start talking about the movies, neither of you have read the books. But I have I read the not. first book, but in French. That's even better. Right. I don't read. In high school. <laughs> I don't know how. So that was a few years ago. Stephanie, can you tell us any kind of history with you and Harry Potter? Like, who talked you into watching the movies, or you just were like, let's do it? No, it was just pure intrigue, and like, okay. it looked fun, and I like mysteries, <laughs> and all that kind of crap, so I mean... Might as well, you know? And I'll, also, it's huge. That's what she said. <laughs> That's what some people said, for sure. Have we and about the movies or Marco? Oh, <laughs> and what house are you? So I'm told I'm a Hufflepuff. Yay! She is a Hufflepuff. She definitely 100% I like to think Hufflepuff. I'm a mix of Gryffindor and Hufflepuff. Like me! Yes. I think. But she, I and think like, Especially after watching the fourth movie, I'm like, I would do that too. I wouldn't leave a man behind, so... Neither would a Hufflepuff, though. Hufflepuff's about friendship. Truth. Peggy is similar to me, as she would totally leave a bitch behind. Oh, yes. So, give us a little bit about your background as well, and what house you're in. I began watching the Harry Potter series because Edward from Twilight was in the fourth one, so I watched that one first. <laughs> there are several doors in my house. One is there. And I enjoyed it! So I went back and watched the rest of them. Very good. We, I'm so, being honest. Yeah, I love it. We also, want you to be honest. Yeah. And by the way, the name of this podcast is Basic Snitches, so totally. So, like, so loving yeah. Twilight is totally a thing that... Some people do. <laughs> we do not, but we love you, and so that's fine. fine. Everybody we has their all fans. have a thing that yeah. makes us happy. Don't rain on well, my parade. <laughs> Peggy, what house are you in? Oh, definitely Slytherin. That's right. These, these Slytherin Sagittarius bitches. She's not I'm a Sagittarius. Scorpio. Oh, that's right. You, yeah, you're barely a Scorpio. I think you have to be yeah. a Slytherin I, if you're Scorpio. We're going to have another Scorpio Slytherin on later this season, too. You are in good company. 
And they're our friends. They're not really our sleep paralysis demon. Are you sure? Right. (laughs) Think about that for a second. I guess we'll find out in a couple hours when these bitches won't leave my house. Usually it's Tara that won't leave my house. We'll see what it's like tonight. It is time to recognize our Patreon members. Thank you so much for supporting us. Nisi, Ashley, Olivia, Brittany, and Mary Bath. We appreciate y'all so much. If you would like to subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash basic snitches, you'll get exclusive content every week and be mentioned in every single episode. This week's exclusive is a special little game, a favorite here at Basic Snitches, that we play with Peggy and Stephanie. And it's pretty hilarious. So if you want to hear that, subscribe today for $3 a month. Usually, at this point, there's winner loser and then our thing, but we don't have either of those yeah. because we're not discussing a chapter. So let's focus on the first movie, and we're actually going to ask Peggy to tell us what happens in the first movie. Yes. Are you timing her? Nope. Okay, good, because I was going to say, if you're going to time her, I'm going to use my timer because the last time you timed me, it was like the house was burning down. It was a really terrifying alarm sound. So anyway, Peggy, what happened okay. in the first movie? I will try to be as brief as possible, but... Oh, no, you're good. Basically, Harry Potter is a sad little boy that lives in a cupboard underneath the stairs and is horribly mistreated by his aunt and uncle and their horrible little son. You know what? I get ahead of myself. The movie starts with Harry being dropped off as a baby on the doorstep of the horrible family. Because Hagrid's the best. So eventually, blah, 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 mistreated, mistreated, mistreated. He becomes a certain age, I want to say 11? Is that right? They look keep, for he starts us. getting mail that they keep trying to hide from him, which is actually one of my very favorite parts of the movie. They keep trying to hide these letters from the school. They finally end up taking him to a lighthouse in the middle of nowhere, but Hagrid manages to get in with his, his little friggin' misspelled birthday cake, which is my favorite thing ever. This little, like, misshapen, misspelled birthday cake. And then he gives the horrible Dudley kid a pigtail, which I love. And then basically whisks Harry off to Diagon Alley to buy him a bunch of shit, including an owl who happens to be my favorite character in the entire movie. I cried so much when Hedwig died. We're not talking about that part yet. Oh shit, More. I'm so sorry. No, that's okay. I hope I didn't spoil that. We want to be sad because Hedwig. <laughs> yeah. So Diagon Alley buys all the shit that he needs, the wand, the bird, all the great stuff. Get on a train meets his two best friends, um, Hermione and Ron, on the train. And they kind of think Hermione is like a little know-it-all and they're kind of annoyed by her at first. So they get to the school and they get sorted by the sorting hat into their houses. They meet the professors and Professor Snape is giving him the stink eye already from the get-go, Harry Potter that is. You get introduced to all the classes that they're in the levitating Wingardium Leviosa class with the feather, the broomstick class, and I think this is the year that they discovered that Harry's going to be the the seeker. Is that what mm-hmm. what he is? Mm-hmm. Because freaking 
Malfoy is giving him shit and stole somebody's... Malfoy's a bitch! Yeah, he's awful. And you think he's gonna get in trouble because Professor McGonagall is like, Harry Potter, come in here! But like, she sees him doing the thing on the broom, which he wasn't supposed to do, but she like wants to make him the seeker. So then he signs up to be in the Quidditch team. So then you're just kind of like a little bit getting introduced. I feel like in this movie is not very heavy on the guy with no nose. I can't I think of his name. <laughs> Voldemort. Cocaine Voldemort. Cocaine, we call him Cocaine Baby here at the Basics Ninja Adam calls him Cocaine Baby. Cocaine Baby. I call him Baby. Like I feel in the first movie you're like not getting like a whole lot of like exposition just like little things here and there with Voldemort like why Harry Potter lived that night that he killed the parent but like there is that other weird guy the guy that stutters the professor what the heck is his name I don't remember but he's, he's the guy that has the face bitch. on the back of his head yeah <laughs> he's also a bitch is it Quirrell or yep Ooh, she got it okay yay so him and you think he's the good guy that Snape is trying to make him crash during the Quidditch match but it's really Snape is trying to save him and Quirrell is the one that's like doing all the shit to his broomstick. Basically, the first movie is a whole lot of introduction, like, into the characters, why Harry Potter is... And why he's a wizard. Yeah. So, the reason why I asked Peggy to do this is because Stephanie did work and she has notes. (laughs) So, let's take this moment for Stephanie filling in gaps. Pretty much Peggy hit it on the head. Oh, did she? Why is it called what it is? That's the Sorcerer's Stone. Damn it. Well, I mean, you see the puppies, and you know. The puppies! The puppies! puppies. Okay. You have to talk about the puppies because they are their babies. They're They're doing their job. Fluffies, but they are. Thank you. And then, you know, you've got the chess game. The key thing was pretty cool, but the chess game is fun. Also, then you're like worried about Ron. Um, oh, and when they go in originally, right at the beginning, and he meets Jenny in the first movie. Jenny? And they was just like peas and carrots. Right. Wait, Jenny and me, just like peas Jenny. and carrots. Jenny. I was like, Jenny. who the fuck is Jenny? Jenny. It's this Canadian Jenny. accent over here. I mean, I just got back. <laughs> I can't believe I didn't hear Jenny. Also the Midwest. It was right there as right. well. Y'all. Like, I never did understand, like, why the chess match. It's all to get to the Sorcerer's Stone has the tests, I guess. That so they it's are... like a booby trap or something? Yeah. It's, if you're not worthy, you can't get up there. So it's like the thing at the end of Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, Uh, where he's got to do like the three things. Finally get to see the creepy guy on the back of the other guy, the other creepy guy's head. And then, you know, Harry becomes Harry Potter. He's been Harry this entire time. I know. What does he do at the end? (laughs) He kills the guy. But not on purpose. (laughs) I mean, so he manslaughters again? It's going to happen. And why did he accidentally kill again? Because the guy was going to kill him. Right. But he didn't know that he was going to kill him. So what caused his... To love, to love from the parents. Ding dong. It's always about love. It's always about love. So, what y'all like about the first movie? Especially for it being a first movie of a series, like you never really see graphics that are actually good. Is that something you... 
like, like or don't like? I love it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I thought I thought the graphics were really, really oh my good God, for like a first movie. Does that mean you love Santa Claus vs. the Devil? Get out! I mean, I'm just calling you out. No. Not We've talked movie. about this. <laughs> this means you Man. love the room. I mean, you do love the room. <laughs> the room is fun to make fun of. In this movie, it's just is. cool to see that the graphics start out well, and it's not something that you're unhappy with for the rest of them. You're like, yes, this looks so good. So Cool. I like the owl. Hedwig? So, yes. owls creep me out. I love oh, them. okay. You watch Twin Peaks, right? Did you get through Twin Peaks? I didn't get through it. So the owls are not what they may seem? Or, the, I said that wrong, but... <laughs> <laughs> I've had wine and weed, so bring down. No, owls have always creeped me out. Do you know like, their bones are hollow? No, I That's why not. they're super light. Yeah. Another owl fact. Did you know that they puke up pellets? I didn't know that. No. Of all the bones of the animals they eat? No. Do you love owls now? No. <laughs> I still love them. My stepdad has an cute. owl that... They are. I at my parents' them. house, they have this owl that comes to their house every evening and, like, just watches Dale. He doesn't come if, if my mom is out there, he's like, fuck this. But if Dale is there, like Dale is much. a fucking Disney princess. And like, the <laughs> owl is like, yes, that's my friend. And I was there one night, and the three of us were on the front porch, and this owl is like staring at us. And I was like, what's going on? Mom's like, oh, he wants you and I to leave. And I was like, what the hell? And she's like, oh yeah, he loves Dale. And I was like, what does that mean? Wow. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> and, like one of these days he's just going to come like sit on his shoulder or something. So That's amazing. I know this is a departure, but speaking of TikTok. What? TikTok. There is this one video. Uh, yes. Gene sent it to us of the guy courting the crow. Jesus Christ. Oh my God. It was so cool. It was really cool. It was like, there's a crow and he's like, I want that crow. This guy was like, I want to be friends with this crow. The crow comes over and starts sitting on his shoulder and stuff, and then he starts petting the crow, and the crow is just like, oh, yes. It is amazing. It's kind of cute. I don't mind birds. We all know how I feel about geese, mm. but oh, I don't get excited about birds. brethren. Listen, we were in Canada. I went to the movies with my aunt, and we're walking by, and there's all these geese, and she's like, I can't believe all the geese that are around here, and I was like, really? Because that's all we see in Cleveland. And then we're walking into the movie theater after we parked, and she's like, what is this that shat all over the ground? I'm like, geese. That's what they do. It's geese. Oh my and I was like, they were and nasty. People in his when I went to Tri-C, like, they were nasty. Mm -hmm. Like, Tara's brethren. I know we're not in the second movie yet. We'll get there eventually. Tara's brethren are the little, like, potato bitches that live in the Weasley's yard. Y'all know what I'm talking about? No, because it's not in the movie. Fuck, that's right. <laughs> So they're garden gnomes because they look like potatoes. Oh. So they're Tara's potato brethren. Stephanie's brethren are those fucking rude geese. What's Peggy's and my brethren? Owls are Peggy's brethren. She's the owl bitch. Yeah. She's like that bitch in Home Alone too. Except for owls. Ooh, I like that bitch. In I like Home that bitch too. too. <laughs> she is a solid. Oh bitch. man, she is Brenda Fricker. She's excellent. Yeah. <laughs> Did you know that there was a rumor that lady was played by Piers Morgan? <laughs> Listen, did Wait. you ever see the movie My Left Foot? No. I haven't seen most movies. So she played the mother of the paralyzed guy. Who's the guy that's the really good actor? Fuck. God, there's a list. Me. With the teeth <laughs> and the eyes he and the hair. Lincoln. What's his... 
Who is that uh, guy? Uh, Daniel Day Lewis. Yeah. Oh. Whoa. Oh, that was a that came out. He was, was in my left foot party, about so. this guy that was like totally paralyzed except for his left foot, and he did everything with it. <laughs> I mean, not everything. So he like jacked off with it. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that is how a do you do that? I think he won a, an Academy Award, um, and she was his mother. Oh my and gosh. then she came back years later as the bird woman, and I was like, oh. Oh my god, Pigeon Bitch was the mother of the guy who jacked off with his foot, <laughs> and he won an Oscar for it. You go, bird lady. Yep. So who are my brethren? I don't know. Who are they? Right. I don't know. Y'all know me. I mean, obviously, like, your cats. Cat is making love to my phone. See, but my brethren are cats, too. I know, like, right? If I were, you know, know. to have Yeah, it's got to be something like Mine would be weird. cat. <laughs> I would get a cat, not an owl. Cats are too... Cat. Uh, cats are all of our brethren. I would also yeah, get a cat. cat. So, like, I would get a cat and an owl. Just I want both. Eat my phone. I just want a kitty. So what On Harry Potter, the game, I have a cat and an owl. Oh, toad. Her and her lovely games that yes. need to sponsor us. If there's any game that sponsor us, fuck my singing monsters. I love that, that game. game. <laughs> that fucking Harry Potter game that you are obsessed with needs to sponsor us. I don't play it very much anymore because I'm busy playing at my singing monsters. Oh, I'm so busy. Oh, <laughs> I don't have time to feed fake oh. monsters. I have diamonds to clean. What are crystals. singing monsters? <laughs> it's a cute ass game, and I will show you when we're done recording. Oh, who are my brethren? Like, it needs to be something weird, like potatoes and geese and owls. Well, we what got two birds. We got two birds that's sung by Regina Spector. I love her. Uh, so mine And a be, fucking vegetable. Yeah, so what should mine be? What vegetable do Pickles. I embody? Pickle. Well, that seems like a little on the nose. <laughs> <laughs> and I do not like cucumbers. Cucumbers are not my spirit vegetable. Delicious. You know, pickles are just drunk cucumbers. I though. know, but cucumbers are nasty. Cucumbers, cucumbers. I know, pickle though? Mm, I fuck with pickle. What vegetable am I? Asparagus. Why? I don't know. I love I how asparagus. asparagus makes my pee smell. What the fuck? I think we should finish this segment. Oh, wait, I have been trying, <laughs> and this bitch over here be like, what vegetable am I? Right. What I'm the sure fun. there's a Facebook quiz for that. Probably. Buzzfeed. We'll hit it up. What else did you guys like for the movie? What or dislike? Oh, I love that. Like I said, I love that birthday cake. That's so cute. The yes. little birthday cake. Oh, 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 oh. I love when he makes Dudley go through the glass. Oh, yeah. snake out. That's amazing. Yes. Dudley's a bitch. Fuck Dudley. We say fuck that guy on this podcast. So fuck that guy. There we fuck go. That guy. Go. Fuck Tara that guy. If Tara can't say it, if Tara can say it, you all have to oh, say it. Oh, also, but I do love the uncle, and I love <laughs> the uncle when he's like, do you know what today is? It's Sunday, my favorite day, the day when the post doesn't come. I love that. I love that. Oh, no, fuck that guy, too. Also, fuck that guy. Yeah. But he, what a great actor. But he's yeah. kind of funny, though. Oh, yeah. I, I think he's kind of uh, funny. He, the way that he says it. Those three are incredible actors, yeah. aren't they? They're, I love them. Now, this is until the fifth movie, but we just talked about it because we're in season five, where the envelope comes in and is like, you're fucking expelled, Harry Potter. And then he's eating, he's eating <laughs> mayonnaise with a spoon. <laughs> we have determined it's mayonnaise here with Lucy's Snitches. This is probably <laughs> ice cream, but we decided it's fucking mayonnaise. It's mayonnaise, and he holds up his mayonnaise spoon, and he goes... Justice. <laughs> it's so funny. And it, I have to say it like that because he squishes mm-hmm. his tomato face down. Yeah. He's so good. He was such a fucking legend. But same sort of 
energy as no post on Sundays. <laughs> I love that energy Amazing. in that scene. What didn't you like about the movie? Not a lot. That's good. Yeah. It was very good, very different, which is great. <clears throat> Not always a bitch. No. Um, what did we say here at Basic Snitches? Fuck what? that guy. There you go. <laughs> fuck that guy. Stephanie, you had some notes. What, I have what lots of things notes. would you like to say about the first movie that we have not touched on? Dumbledore literally, or is it Dumbledore? I can't remember who it says. There's no safer place except for Hogwarts, which is, you know, not true. <laughs> because you've got the trolls and you've got everything else that comes into Hogwarts. And the fucking three headed dog. He's a puppy. It's a puppy. Ooh, Gemini energy. Fuck your Gemini energy, you two. <laughs> we love the puppy. I puppies. I might not be a Scorpio, but right yeah, now, ooh, November energy. Cerberus? <laughs> is that what the three-headed dog is? I can't remember. Cerberus? Cerberus? What'd you call it? I, I asked what how to say it. Did Cerberus. You, did that end in Saurus? Like no, a dinosaur? it did not. A Dogosaurus? <laughs> oh my god, it's also a Dogosaurus. I don't know if I'm allowed to say this this early, but I would like to mention that I do like the second Dumbledore better than the first one. Oh, oh we will get yeah, there. Yeah, can't wait remember for that, that conversation. Remember that, because, we, yes, we'll get there for sure. Steph has more notes. You have more notes. I mean, did anybody see how Dumbledore clapped when Hermione got her hat? With his hands over, oh, but yeah. everybody else, he claps normally. Did anybody see? I'm like, I that, that literally, I was like, what is happening here. I He's a polite it. bitch. <laughs> Let, listen, dear listeners, if you are watching us right now, which you I know. hope none of you are, <laughs> unless you're begging your stuff. <laughs> the way he claps is he, so put your hands down like the tabletop and then put one of the other new tab at the top of the other one, like a polite bitch. <laughs> That's how he did it. What if he snapped instead? What if he was like, Snaps. That, would be, that, that would wouldn't be have been surprising either. No, yeah. Also, can I just bring up one yes. thing that I just happened to think of real quick? Do you ever notice, and I think it's the first movie, there's a woman back at the table in a pointy witch yes. hat that you never fucking see <laughs> ever again. Yes. I want to know who she is. I know who she is, allegedly according to the internet. <laughs> that is Madame Pence, the librarian. Okay. Allegedly. But I remember, so when I first watched that movie, we're not there yet, but y'all know I'm obsessed with Trelawney, because she's, you know... Oh, I love her. Yes, yes, yes. Stevie Nicks on Downers. But when I first watched that movie, I saw that bitch, and I was like, she looked fabulous. I hope that's Trelawney. (laughs) Even though that looks nothing like what Trelawney would look like. You know the old... Well, we have to talk about this now. You know, there's, like, at that table, another person you never see again is that little old man. Mm Mm-hmm. That's not Flitwick, the other little old man that's at the table. Kettleburn. We think that's Kettleburn, yeah, but you know who that actor is? No. Tom Felton's grandfather. Tom Felton plays Draco Whoa. Malfoy. Really? Yeah, yeah. that's fun. Really? I, fun I saw it on his Instagram. He's like a fan fanboy. He is always there to like be there for fans. That He's is great. True. Yeah. Him and the kid who plays Percy Weasley. Oh, Rankin. now you can't remember his name? You right? I just heard, I'm obsessed every with Chris Rankin. Chris Rankin, yeah, there he's we go. amazing, and uh, the guy plays Arthur Weasley. All of them are like totally yep. happy to be there for fans and stuff. Which I just wondered because I love her hat, right? She's great. Hat. Y'all know I love librarians. I work with librarians and stuff. I think we have to have this conversation. I'm like, yes, 
pour one out from Adam Pitts. She's not dead, but pour one out anyway. <laughs> she's kind of an asshole in the book. She's oh. is. But I, I agree. I was like, that, well, that woman fabulous. looks fabulous, though. She her. really does. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. <laughs> there's some others that you can see in the background too. Like there's Aurora Sinastra, who is the astrology professor, astrology, astronomy, astronomy, whatever. One something like that. Don't eat, don't pick that plate. Get out of here, Tara. Stop licking this plate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I like pizza. Yeah. The teacher that does the flying lessons. Do we see? Madam Yeah, I love her. Tara, do you have a rebuttal? I love. The actress. Who Me too. Her. So before we get into how Tara feels about Madame Hooch, <laughs> that actress is Ariadne Oliver, and Ariadne Oliver played. No, it's not Ariadne. <laughs> My fucking god. So we want to make her. And so we want to make her. She plays Ariadne Oliver in the Hercule Poirot BBC series featuring David Suchet. Oh. So every time I fucking see her, I'm like, bitch, Agatha Christie up in the house. Yeah. However, Tara. <laughs> So, in the movies, of course, do not show this. I need Madame Hooch to do a fucking job, because she's a terrible teacher. <laughs> as far as I'm going to go with it, because we just don't have time. But bitch don't do shit. <laughs> she would talk for five minutes about she. But she useless. don't do shit. Yeah. She doesn't. If but you, her eyes are so oh, cool. The, she's incredible in the role. It's just really fun to like bitch about the character, because I'm like, what does she do? Yeah, it's more about the character. Than she lets a child get injured and then leaves children all by themselves for yeah. ever. So I, this is not my original thought. This is Tara's. But it, when we were covering this book, she's like, why don't you do like a magic mattress there so that Neville can fall on it or something? There's so many things he could do. But she's just like filing her nails and then <laughs> Neville falls, breaks all of his bones in his body. And she's like, whoops, come with me, bitch. Y'all better stay on the ground, which she knows very well. Those bitches ain't staying on the ground. <laughs> we, we've had some choice uh, thoughts about Hooch. It's been hooch, great. Hooch and the, the other hooch. thing I wanted is I want a dragon. You want a dragon? I want a dragon. Oh, have have so you seen your boyfriend? Old. You got a dragon. Ooh. Marco a dragon. Is he? If he was a magical creature, he would be a dragon. You don't think he'd be a wolf? No. Oh, I, you know what magical creature I want is, I think it's skipping ahead to the third movie, Buckbeak. Oh, bitch. I you love Buckbeak. Is he a griffin? He is a hippogriff. Hippogriff. I want that. Again, so that's what I want. You're making some good points, but I think I put that in my notes as well. So let's talk about some of the missing characters that are originally in the books, but they don't make it to the movie. I think there was like one or two from the first one. There is one. Wait until we get into like book four. There's a lot that are unused. <laughs> but the main character that is unused in this movie is named Peeves. I would like you guys to tell me who you think Peeves is, just based on his name. Sounds angry. I thought like... A pervert. Right. <laughs> well, you're both not wrong. Angry <laughs> pervert. Please, please continue. He's an angry pervert. Oh, maybe he's with that guy that I hate. That guy that has the cat. But I love the cat. Oh, I love the cat, but I hate him. You're talking about Filch. Yeah. Walter Frey. So he's like Filch's like sidekick, sidekick or something? Yeah. I wouldn't necessarily say sidekick, but I might say <gasps> lover. Nemesis? Oh. Lover? No, Snape is Filch's lover. <laughs> that's not real. That's yeah. Yes, it is. It's 100%. Peeves is technically Filch's nemesis. Yes, yes. Well, so what is he, the other, like, janitor <laughs> of 
Hogwarts. I love this so much. <laughs> like, this is the best. You went in a direction ever. I didn't expect. But I love it. Do you do you want to tell them who he is? Well, first, let me ask this question: What type of body does Peeves inhabit? Large like, and round. I was gonna say short and round. Yeah. Oh, see, I I love this because I was thinking more like: Is he a human or is oh a centaur? <laughs> but short and round is probably correct, honestly. So Peeves is a poltergeist. Really? Okay. He, yes. He is a poltergeist who haunts the castle. But is he like those other ones, like Sir Nicholas? Right. Whom mm. I love. I know, right? No. Yeah. He is not. He is a little bit more like, the, the way I've always like kind of seen Peeves is he is like a jester, but ugly as fuck. And he like flies around and causes all this trouble that Filch then needs to clean up or... Whatever the case may be. Yeah, he likes to harass the teachers and get the children in trouble and throw water balloons at first years, and he's just a dick. So it sounds like a fuck that guy moment. Oh, fuck that guy. We have a lot of... I've said that about him before. Probably, but I would rank him a little bit higher on the fuck that guy scale. Like, he's definitely above Snape. He's definitely above Draco. I love Snape. What do you... Like, I love Snape. Snape has me confused. So oh, many good conversations have coming. Well, yeah, so that's who Peeves is. Was actually, there anyone else? Nope, that's it. Okay. Well, oh, actually, is Bins in this book? Bins is in this book. Let's talk about Bins now, too. Okay. What does Professor Bins teach? Ooh, there you go. Potions. No. Oh, no, it's Snape. Your boyfriend does. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Something that you keep in Bins. His name is Ben. He doesn't necessarily teach like recycling. What if he does? (laughs) Yeah. Wizard recycling. (laughs) Yeah. I wouldn't be mad about it. I would be like, good for you. Right? You did that right. Remember who wrote these books though. A mystery author. We don't know. It just happened. There is no author. That's right. Just like the Bible. So let's put it this way. Think about all the courses at Hogwarts. You could in theory say that potions is like chemistry. You could in theory say that divination is like a humanities course, like an English, something like that. So what are we potentially missing that Bins could be teaching? Gym class? No, that's hooch, the cooch. What about social studies? <laughs> oh, like history of wizardry or something? Ding dong, baby, there it is. So a fun thing about Professor Bins is that Professor Bins is a ghost, and he teaches history of magic, and one day he fell asleep in front of the staff fire and must have died in his sleep, and he woke up the next day and went to teach anyway. I love it. Did not realize that he was dead. I love that. They should have put put that in the movie. Right? That would be a great one. So moving on, is there anything in the movie that you're like, can you explain this to me? This doesn't make sense. Or does it kind of flow for you? Yeah, you yeah. yeah. It's good. I like it. No plot holes or anything like that. No. How would I put it in my notes? Is there anything that the movie missed, Adam, that you think is dire that they need to know? You know, some of these earlier movies, I would even go so far to say the the first and the second probably are somewhat well covered. I think so, too. I think it's hard to find something that is in the book that is missing the movie for the first movie. Now, one of them that I think is the most glaring, just from the top of my head, at the end of the movie, there's this trial of 
puzzles they have to get through. There's Fluffy, there's the Devil's Snare, then they get to the keys, then they get to the chessboard, and then they get to Quirrell. Fluffy mm-hmm. was Hagrid, Devil's Snare was uh, Sprout, the keys were Flitwick, Charms, and the chessboard was McGonagall, because Transfiguration. Mm-hmm. It's Hagrid who is important, as we all know. Hagrid's the best. the best! And then technically, there's also Dumbledore's task, which is with the Mirror of Erised. He enchants the mirror to show whoever wanted to get the stone but didn't want to use it to actually have the stone in their pocket. So the last one is Dumbledore, too. But there's two missing. Snape and Quirrell. So all these professors are guarding the stone. So Snape and Quirrell are missing. It's important because it's the four Hogwarts house owners and Dumbledore and Hagrid and then the villain. We talked about this when we did the first book, that we could have had, like, Trelawney do something. We could have had Bins do something. All these other professors that are in the books, they could have had a trial, but it's important that it's these seven. And the fact that it's seven is no surprise, because mm-hmm. it has a theme. So what do you think Quirrell and Snape's puzzles were? I think his would have been something to do with snakes, or maybe snakes and ladders, shoots and ladders. Yes, they had to Snape. They had to play a game of shoots and ladders. Are you talking about snakes? No, Quirrell. Quirrell. Oh, I would have said snakes would be snakes. I think it would be too obvious for Quirrell because you never suspect him until you know. Well, it's not so much as like Quirrell being the bad guy. It's the fact that he's a professor who puts a test there to protect the stone. So it has to be something defense against like arts related. So Snape's would be something to do with potions then. Snape's is a potions puzzle. All of the potions have a certain thing. Some of them are poison, some of them are nothing, like a placebo. One of them will help you move forward, and one will safely send you back. And so at this point, this is after Ron has been knocked unconscious, so it's just Harry and Hermione. In the movie, Harry's like, take care of Ron. No, they're like, fuck Ron in the book. And they go, and they go, and they find the potions. Wow. And then Hermione and Harry actually split there. Hermione helps Harry figure out the puzzle. And Harry takes the potion that will send him forward, and Hermione takes the potion that will send her back, so she does take care of Ron and sends an owl to Dumbledore and all that, and then Harry moves on. Yeah. So that is what Snape's is, this, like, logic puzzle that's related to potions. Quirrell's is actually already done for them, because yeah. Quirrell's real good at dealing with trolls, so he knocked out the troll. There was a troll in the path. But other than that, I do think that the movie, in this case, handles things pretty well. There's nothing that jumps out to me. I don't think so either. Do you want to do the last game and then we'll move on to the next book? Yeah. There's games in There are always games (laughs) for basic snitches. So. I mean, is it fuck, marry, kill? Because I'm expecting that tonight. Calm your ass down. Don't, Don't worry. It'll happen at some point. I don't have a name for this game. But basically, I'm going to give you guys two scenes from the movie. You're going to tell me which one the movie completely changed from the book and which one they didn't. How are we supposed to know You have that? to guess! The first one, the first one, the two scenes are Hagrid sends Norbert, the dragon, off to live with Charlie in Romania. Hagrid tells Harry and Hermione and Ron that that's what happened and Ron's brother, Charlie, is a dragon keeper in Romania. The other one, while on detention in the Forbidden Forest, Harry 
and Draco come across a cloaked figure drinking unicorn blood. Which one of those is correct and which one of those is changed to fit the movie? I know which one I think it is. Which one do you think it is? I think it's the second one, the unicorn blood one. Is what was... The one that was changed. Okay, and what about you? I was going to say the unicorn, but just to be opposite, I'm going to do the other one. Okay, so Stephanie's actually right. So in the book, the way the dragon goes away is actually Harry and Hermione smuggle Norbert to the top of the astronomy tower and meet Charlie Weasley's friends who take the dragon away before Hagrid can get in trouble. Do you have one or you want to move on to my other no, one? No, I Okay, love it. but if you had one, you wanted to throw in there. No. Okay, so this one. <laughs> so the first one is Professor McGonagall sends Harry, Ron, Hermione, and Draco to detention for being out after dark. Yeah. And in Hagrid's hut. The other one is Neville stands up to the trio in the common room and Hermione does a curse on him to keep him out of their way. Which one of those did they change? I'm gonna go with the first one because you love Neville. I do love Neville. I'll say the first one. It's the first one. The four people who had detention are Harry, Hermione, Draco, and Neville. Ron is in the hospital wing the night that they are out of bed, which is not the same night that they're checking out Norbert. Ron and Harry were talking about getting Norbert out of the school, and Draco finds this book in which Charlie's letter to Ron is, and so Draco tries to get Harry and Ron in trouble, and Harry and Hermione and Neville are actually out of bed, and Neville is kind of like an innocent bystander, and so he unfortunately gets detention too. So the four of them are on detention. Ron is not present in that detention. Interesting. Right? <laughs> so that is the first movie. Woohoo! Uh, transition music. All right, let's talk about Chamber of Secrets. So let's start off with Peggy's recap of the movie. I really love the second movie. There's just so much I love. We start out by Harry's in his room and those fucking Dursleys are getting ready for his boss and his wife to come over or some shit. And so Harry's up in his room and this is when we meet Dobby for the first time, who's another character that I really, really, really like. Mm -hmm. So Jean wants to fuck him. No, oh, stop! She does Jean not. Wants to fuck him okay. he's hairless. No, right. she doesn't. Yeah, Don't she listen does. to him. Well, that's weird, but okay. So they're all like assigning their jobs. Like <laughs> I was gonna say Pugsley, but what's the kid's name? Dudley. Dudley. But also Pugsley. And she's like, I'll be opening the door, and she's like, I will welcome them warmly and then poor Harry is like I'll be up in my room pretending that I don't exist and that really is sad mm -hmm. so anyways he goes up in his room and Dobby's in there and Dobby is trying to get Harry to not go back to school he doesn't want him to go back to Cogwins so he's doing everything in his power like he's doing all of these weird ass things making noise and the uncle's getting pissed and you know giving harry all these warnings so finally they somehow end up in the kitchen and this woman ends up with a cake floating over her head which dobby then snaps his fingers and the cake drops on the woman which results ultimately in harry getting like barred into his room like 
with prison bars on the outside windows of his room. Ron and I think his two twin brothers come to like bust him out and they pull the bars and it's a whole thing. Harry jumps in the car, throws the owl, this flying car, and they go to the Weasley's house, which I love, love, love yeah. because the fucking Weasley mother and father are like two of the, my favorite characters the in best. the whole Harry Potter universe. Okay. I love that the father comes in. She's trying to like rat out the boys for stealing the car and the father's like all excited about him stealing the car and <laughs> then he's not excited about them stealing the car. So then they throw some flu powder on themselves and say Diagon Alley so they can go get their school supplies but Diagon. Harry accidentally says diagonally and he ends up in Nocturne Alley maybe? Good job. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, (laughs) I'm sorry, but here's another character that I just find hilarious and love him. And what the hell is his name? It's the guy that was married to Emma Thompson. Oh, Gilderoy Lockhart. Yes, that guy. You love him? You love him. Why? Because he's hilarious. He's just fucking funny, I think. Just he's such an asshole that I find him funny. Something, something with that. And then somehow... (laughs) Along comes this other fuck this guy, which is Malfoy's father, who's like throwing all kinds of shade at the Weasleys. Oh, Luscious Boy Toy. Luscious Boy Toy. We call him Luscious Boy Toy. (laughs) Somehow ends up slipping this diary or whatever into Ginny's pail, which we don't really know at the time, but you know. So they go to school and weird things become afoot at the school that year. Let me tell you, all these people. It's not the safest place. Yeah, tune into another few special episodes later this season. Like, people keep ending up petrified. We start seeing glimpses back into the past of Voldemort when he was a student at the school. And he was Tom Riddle. Let me think what else. Oh, there's something with the giant spider where they go and meet the giant spider. And I don't remember exactly why that's important to the story. Okay. (laughs) That's okay. Oh, and that flying car ends up somehow in that whomping willow thing. I know that. Okay, that flying car. Cool. Uh-huh. It has very big significance in Tara's life. Now she wants to fuck that car. Jean wants to fuck Dobby. Tara wants to fuck the car. Adam's obsessed with sex in case no one realizes I'm this. asexual. Everybody knows that you're lying, but go ahead. I mean, you just said I wanted to fuck a car. Because it's true. Lots of people get petrified. Mm-hmm. They'll just cat gets petrified. She's a bitch cat. It's okay. But it's a cat. It's a bitch cat. Somehow they end up going down this hole with that Gilderoy, whatever his name is, and try to fight this basilisk. I think that's what it's called. Oh! And then this movie introduces another one of my favorite characters, which is the phoenix. Yes! What's the phoenix's name? Okay, wait a minute, wait a minute. It's, um... Don't tell me, don't tell me, don't tell me. Tell me, I've had one. Stephanie? No idea. Yeah, and all I like, have in my notes is Fox. Oh, yes. Fox. And listen, I don't know why I love that bird, but I just do. You love a lot of birds, apparently. Yeah. Birds are great. I, oh, like birds. in Harry Potter world, they're like the most amazing characters. Birds. I and love birds. like he comes and gives him the sword, and he comes and heals him at the end, and he's just amazing. And yeah. 
that's the gist of it, I guess. A pretty, pretty good job. That was, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Stephanie, do you have anything to add? I mean, I have a lot, but do we want to get the conversation going? I was going to say, go I, have like, I have like huge holes, obviously, in my narration. Ooh, there you are. heard it first, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I have huge holes. <laughs> Email us at basicsimitures.com <laughs> if you're interested. I disagree wow. with you. I think that Lockhart is a hack. Oh. From the minute I meet him, he is a fucking So here at the Basics and Shiz Capdown, we call Lockhart Lockshart. I mean, it was a mistake, but we were like, yeah, we can keep that. Yeah, that's fine. However, Kenneth Branagh is fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, he's He's funny. actually an asshole in real life as well. He's great at yeah. He's also how horrible as Hercule Poirot. I could see but. that. The Mandrakes. Oh, yeah. Super special. I thought it was really cool to see, and also that they each had different faces. That's if incredible you, attention to detail, and I listen, love you. I told you I took notes. To see everybody pull up the mandrakes, and they're all screaming, and then each of them have different facial expressions. I thought that was pretty neat. Also, the mentors end up helping with the petrified people. Moaning Myrtle. Oh, <gasps> right, Myrtle. right. Oh, oh right. <laughs> you said that name, um, but it feels AKA like just... Sarah. You think that Sarah, well... <laughs> oh, yeah. Sarah is Moaning Myrtle. I mean, Sarah will be on this season later, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yeah, I guess I can see Sarah doing All that. All I see is Sarah's <laughs> Moaning Myrtle. You said Moaning Myrtle, and it feels like I just got stabbed in the clitoris. <laughs> <laughs> I love Voting Myrtle. <laughs> it's a lot. She is a queen. Is this the first episode with Trelawney as no, well? Or is that we will next get there. one? Speaking of Gwen's. I love her. Nice. Yeah. Oh. Me too, girl. Other than that, not that anything that I feel like we won't cover. I did not like Dobby at first. Yeah, Dobby comes off as a little wrinkly motherfucker. I love him, and I love when he hits himself. Like, Dobby must be punished. <laughs> it just makes me so angry. I understand he's trying to protect Harry, but at the same time, you can protect Harry to a certain amount, but Harry needs to go back to Hogwarts. Period. I don't like that he hits himself. I think that's so sad. No. You know, Let like... me put on my therapist glasses here. So, <laughs> Peggy, do you like Dobby when he hits himself because it's a little bit, like, reminds you of yourself, or...? Probably. <laughs> Jesus! Wow. You know, I'm trying to get the real deets on this podcast, so... But, like, my notes actually say, I'm like, and then there's Dobby. And I kind of hate him at first. At first. At first, he's a greasy yeah. penis boy. <laughs> yeah. Because that's what he looks like, because he's hairless, and that's why she wants to fuck him. Anyways. I think he's funny. He ends up being a... He does. He ends up being great, yeah. but at the beginning... I really like the scene where they do the... What the hell is that polyjuice potion? Mm. They're also a good <gasps> Yes, and they the change two, into the uh, Goyling yeah, Draco the other one. followers. Goyling crab. Yeah, I like that scene. That's a good I one. I think the graphics in that, again, are <laughs> stunning. Yeah. Stunning. Where literally you see Harry change and you see the boils come up and you just see him turn into that character. I was like... Oh, that's so cool. And then when Hermione turns into the cat, that's funny. Mm. I also always love when it's Christmas time at Hogwarts. Oh, also, can I just like so throw good. this out there and say like just once in my life, I want to go and have one of those meals at Hogwarts where right? I just have fucking yes. everything on that table. Can oh, yeah. we do that? Like, I mean, all of our Christmas parties where <laughs> we have 
literally everything on the table. So you want us to take a trip to literal Hogwarts to have that meal? <laughs> yes, yes, please. I mean, That's why are we not going to literal Hogwarts right now? All right, that costs money, honey. Sponsor us. Patreon.com slash basic stitches. You know we got to say it in every episode. That's true. That's true. Anything else that jumps out about what you liked and disliked? Mr. Malfoy's a dick. The owl's eyes when it sees the train when they're on their way to... <laughs> I love you. Um, so literally, specific. but you see it. You literally... And He's like, fuck. He literally turns around and his eyes goes, whoop. <laughs> You're right, owl. Henry Henry right, is like, Henry. I'm about to die. Like, I don't like it. No. And then I have Snape being an asshole. Why do you gotta be such a dick? Another little stupid thing. Draco's laugh after the slugs where he goes... <laughs> They're like, you're oh, so the slugs. Oh my god, yeah. so fucking specific. I love that. <laughs> like, you're so stupid. He goes, <laughs> I'm like, stop. How do you feel about the end of the movie? Do you like how it ended? Yes. How does it end, Peggy? It ends with Fox coming to rescue. No, I'm talking about the very, very, very end. So the very end of this movie. Dumbledore is doing his big speech mm-hmm. at the feast and everything. Oh, more points for Gryffindor. And then, you know, he dies after this movie and everything. But that's neither here nor there. So then all of a sudden, Hagrid bursts the fuck in. And everybody fucking head turns because Hagrid's a big bitch. What'd you write? Oh, yeah. And then what? literally just oh, yeah, that's right. Hagrid! Yeah. He comes in. He goes right up to Harry. And he's like, oh, sorry, mate. That's not how he talks. But that's how I'm going to continue talking. Sorry, mate. I was in Azkaban, so I couldn't, oh, you know, yeah. help you out this time. And then Harry starts That's popping. Lying. And, and he says, it wouldn't be Hogwarts without you, Hagrid, is that? Well, he probably says that, but then he starts clapping, and then everybody else in the fucking Great Hall stands up and starts clapping, and that's how the movie ends. Why is everybody clapping for Hagrid? Hagrid didn't do anything. Because Hagrid is the, the best. best. So would you say you really love the end of that movie and how it ended? Because... I have one line that I wrote down. (laughs) I have one line that I wrote down that I really, really liked. It's not our abilities that make us. It's our choices. Oh, honey, that's hung up in my locker. Oh, I love that. How do you feel about the ending? I like it. I'm not mad about it. Everybody clapping for Hagrid? Yes. Yes. Uh Uh-uh. Because Hagrid's the best. Hagrid didn't do anything. Well, how do you think it should end? Well, so, how does it end in the book? Okay. So I can't remember. So I'm here's here's right. where that conversation came up. In the context of the movie, you know, I remember we had just done the whole book and overanalyzed every chapter and every part of the movie or whatever. It is a poor choice in how to end the movie because the movie does not focus on Hagrid Correct. at all. So it's just an awkward choice. No, do we want to hug Hagrid and is he the best? Yes. But we kind of hate the ending because we don't think that it makes sense. It makes no sense. Hagrid is great. He does not deserve a round of applause for coming home from prison. Also, I feel like the other students would not be applauding for him like that. That too. I mean, I think the Gryffindors would, especially all of the inner circle of Harry's peoples. But it's one of those things where we're like, this is so weird. Why is it ending this Also, please and time, Hagrid. They're in the middle of the final feast of the year. This is not time to burst in the door and be like, sorry, Harry. Do that later. This isn't Hagrid and the Chamber of Secrets. Save it, Hagrid. And this is a Hagrid thing. Hagrid isn't somebody who is a showboat. He doesn't care about getting applause from the entire school. That's why he deserves it all the more. Yeah, we love Hagrid. All right, well, basic snitches, listeners, sound off. Let us know what you think about that. 
All right, so let's talk about some of the people who are missing from this movie. I do like that Professor Sprout, I think it is. I like her. Oh, she, she, she's, she's super cute. Quinn. And again, the fact that she doesn't come back ever again, you don't <laughs> see her again, that makes me so sad. We see Sprout again. We do. So we see her here and there. She doesn't get as much time as she deserves. That's Miriam yeah. Margolis. Like, Miriam yeah. Margolis is a Quinn, too. The one that's the nurse, too. I love oh, her. Oh, mm, yes. Pomfrey. is also a Quinn. She's Bridget Jones' mother, so I love her. She is. Oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> So I only have one character who was in the book but not in the movie. And actually, everybody else that I have on my list is from the fourth movie. So the one character that I have in the book but not in the movie is Olive Hornby. Who do you think Olive Hornby is? What did she do? I think she's a really mousy student. Yeah, she's got to be a student. Maybe true. (laughs) She's a student. I don't know if she was mousy. She might have been... Dead student? You're on the right track. Was she petrified? No. I have no idea. She is a dead student. Well, now she's dead. Now she's dead. In the context of the book, she made another student dead. You're not telling this correctly. Yeah, she led to this death of another student. Yes. The way you said that. Olive Hornby bullied Myrtle. And so Myrtle then runs into the bathroom and she's crying and shit. Yes. And then all of a sudden the snake comes out and is like, death. Please. She's but, not yeah. like responsible for the death, but she did Indirectly lead, responsible. Indirectly. And if we she know had she's... not bullied Myrtle, Myrtle might not have been dead. Well, we know oh. Olive Hornby is dead. Now because, she's dead. Because Myrtle tells Harry and Ron she haunted her until the day she died. So she scared her to death. But Myrtle is more interesting as a ghost. Like, if she was a human being, she would just be annoying. Oh, so you're saying that Myrtle is better off dead? Wow. <laughs> I don't know if I disagree with you, though. Like, uh, yeah. <laughs> you probably got something there. All right. What's night? Is it your game? Mm-hmm. You ready? Go. I'm going to give you two scenes from the movie. Tell me which one has changed. The first one is, the way Harry gets to Diagon Alley this year is through a pronunciation, enunciation issue, and he ends up in Nocturne Alley instead. The next scene is, when they're at Flourish and Blotts with Fuckface signing all the things, Lockshart, Mr. Malfoy, Luscious Boy Toy, and Mr. Weasley exchange some heated words. I do. Which scene changed from the book? Ooh. Shit, I don't even know this. I don't remember. I want to say the first one. I'm going to agree with you. No? Yes, I'm going to agree with you. Okay, so it's the second one. In the book, Lucius Malfoy and Mr. Weasley actually get into a physical brawl in the middle of Flourish and Blots. That makes sense. What a Because. Well, no, because I, I mean, it's for true. Way. It's very true. Because but Mr. I'm like, Weasley Whoa. is a very proud, good man and won't let anybody talk to him that way. So I can see why that. Yeah. It does escalate quite a bit. But yes, so that is the change that they made. They were, he really is. Chase and Isaacs is perfect in the role and I love him. The next ones. At the end of the movie, right before they go into the Chamber of Secrets, Ron and Harry overheard the teachers talking about Ginny, and they see the sign that says her skeleton will lie in the chamber forever, and they decide they're going to go to Lockhart 
because they hear he's going into the chamber. The other scene, Dumbledore gets sent away to Azkaban by Fudge and Lucius because he has not been able to stop the students from being petrified. I'm gonna go with scene number two. Me too. Scene number one. Wow, we're way off. So, <laughs> it's hard. Well, I mean, they didn't read the book. So Harry and Ron actually, they decide to find the teachers and tell them what they've learned about the Chamber of Secrets from like Harry being in the diary and what they find in Hermione's hand when she's petrified. And they go to the staff lounge. There's no one there. Well, then they hear an overhead announcement. I believe it's McGonagall. Say all students are to return to their dormitories, blah, 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 teachers to the staff lounge. So now they're like, fuck, we're supposed to be in our dormitories. So they climb in a cupboard and they eavesdrop from in there. And that's where they find out that it's Ginny. And they literally watch Lockhart be like, I can't do this. It's because pretty good. He's, he's the worst. Hack. That is a change that they made that could have been interesting, but this is the hardest one. This movie is the hardest one. The changes that they made, we've already kind of touched on it. The first two movies are the best at following the book. All the changes I think that they've made in the first two movies did such a good job of just developing that medium so it worked. Whereas later on, the other movies, they just fucking change shit. Anything that was not clear in the movie that you're like, wait a minute, why is this plot hole here? I don't think so. The one thing in terms of book to movie, well, there are several things. Like Tara said, everything that is cut out makes sense, but there are huge full chapters that are cut out in this, this movie, and one of them is the Death Day Party. You know, I probably could have brought that up with Eloise Midgen, but the Death Day Party is not a character. Although Podmore is shit. Oh, yes. Pod. You mentioned Sir Nicholas when we talked about the first book. In the second book, Sir Nicholas invites Harry, Ron, and Hermione to his 500th death day party. And it becomes a whole thing because earlier he is lamenting the fact that he has requested to join the headless hunt and he's been denied because he does not have a properly severed head. So he can't join the headless hunt because he can't play those games. Yes. And so he is having this party or whatever. It's all ghosts. And then he invites the three of them. Sir... Pod Podmore. Podmore, Sir Properly Decapitated Podmore, as he calls him, <laughs> shows up to this fucking party and basically upstages him and is a douchebag. And we're like, fuck that guy. Yeah. We hate you that know, guy. You know, out of the four characters that we mentioned that are not in the book, three of them are ghosts, and technically one of them is dead, too. <laughs> I mean, we're yeah. the dead motherfuckers. I mean, it changes later on. Well, it sure does, because there are a lot missing from before. But, yeah. yeah, the fact that the Death Day Party is missing, and it does kind of give you a little bit more context when Nick himself is petrified later, through Jay Finch, or Justin Fitch, actually. So there is that. There are some other little things, like, at one point, well, with Hermione, Hermione isn't the only one petrified. It's Hermione, and it's Penelope, Penelope Clearwater, Clearwater, who is gay... Weasley's girlfriend, in quotes. Cause he says gay knows. Weasley like the whole Weasley family isn't gay. They're all fucking queer except for First he's the fucking queerest. He came in riding on a unicorn being like, no family, I must go now and work for the ministry. And then he <laughs> stuck both of his fists up his ass and boom, apparated out of there. She gets deca- decapitated. Yeah, Penelope gets decapitated and that's how this She gets petrified. Actually ends in the book. No, <laughs> she gets petrified alongside Hermione. Yeah, there are some subtle differences here and there, but like Tara said, I think everything that they cut out of the movie 
makes sense. Anything that they change, they do a really nice job of telling the story effectively without changing anything too much. Any final thoughts on Chamber of Secrets? Hermione's face when the exams are canceled. Oh my oh gosh, yeah, she's, she's like, so good. Oh no. Right. That's the best she's part of the so ending. so mad. <laughs> also just how little they all were in the first two movies. Yeah. Yes. Right? After this movie, actually, I think is where you really start to notice teenagerish. Yeah. Yeah. And all yeah. That. All oh, right, yes. well, that is movie two. I will say, I think that we're not going to get through all four movies tonight. I'm sensing uh, all y'all are tired, hoes. We are actually going to split this up. I mean, I'm always tired. Yeah, I'm so. So, what we're actually going to do, we were not expecting this, but magical things happen here at the Basics and Shiz Compound. So, at the end of the season, we are going to have another special episode with Stephanie and Peggy. And we're going to cover books three and four. And then, of course, once we get through the next few seasons, we'll have these hoes back. Yeah. And we'll cover the last four books, too. So these will be some recurring characters. That's I right. love recurring characters. That's right. Unlike That's Eloise Midgen and Professor Binns. Well, Professor Binns is sort of recurring. But Eloise Midgen, I guess they mention her again. Who's the Fortuna major lady? I love her. <gasps> Don French, oh, the fat lady. The fat lady. She's like amazing, just with my voice. Girl, yes. that is book three. You're bringing oh, up so much good things three. about book three. Yeah. We're gonna have the she best. Oh best. my god! Like I almost <laughs> want to do it now, but She's like amazing. <laughs> so next time we will actually be talking about chapter seven of Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. Yes, we will. What is that chapter called? Girl, I don't know. Alexa. What is the seventh chapter called of Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix? Sorry. Mystery of Magic. Fucking fucks. Para is more useful than you, Alexa. I never thought I'd see the day where I said that. Oh, I was right. I was guessing. But, uh, yeah. Ministry of Magic. I'm so good at everything, and by everything I mean four things. (laughs) Looking up things online is one of them. Yeah. The other three have yet to discover. So next time we will be discussing (laughs) chapter seven, the Ministry of Magic. Yes. So we're getting closer and closer to that pink K word, unfortunately. But, yeah. Oh, fuck that guy. So. I loved having you guys here. Yes. Thanks for having me. Thank you for joining us. Oh, that bitch, right? Ooh, Peggy is on a delay. (laughs) I'm tired. Peggy has been up way too many hours. Yeah, see, this is why it's probably good to do three and four later. But that's okay. That means y'all get a longer season, so. You're welcome. We'll catch you later, babies. Bye. Uh, Say farewell, my beautiful guests. Bye. See ya. Basic Snitches is recorded and produced by Adam Bowers and Tara Corkery. Thanks so much for listening. Be sure to rate us five stars on your listening app of choice and share us with all your other friends who love Harry Potter and getting drunk. Yes. Join our social media pages. Facebook, Instagram. I never update Twitter, but we have that. We do. Also email basicsnitches at gmail.com. We also now have a website, basicsnitches.com. And a Patreon, patreon.com slash basicsnitches. Join today and get exclusive content every week and be acknowledged in every single one of our episodes. Taryn Telegra, dance bitch. I see you new friends who don't make me dance for nothing. Yeah, they ain't gonna come, honey. We out!